off, overproduced by Martin Hannett, take four. And we are live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the, uh, why is the Metro? Everything's new on this new garage band since Mo redid his, uh, computer. It'd be like that sometimes. Oh. I really don't, but I just woke up today and I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm tired. I want everything on my computer this time. I want my, I want my premiere. I want it all in my hands so I can walk around and be that guy. God damn, that was fast. I, where's the sides? That's that's what I'm worried about. The oh, sides that you, just, that you just ordered three minutes ago? Well, you just ordered that five minutes ago and it just popped up. And I'm just like, yo, oh, it's already baking. Thanks, Ben. So, uh, welcome, everybody, back to the Hella Kids podcast. Uh, it's your boy, Reek and Mo. And today we have a very special guest, uh, He's a uh, one of the premier tattoo artists in the Denver metro area, and actually uh, one of my personal longtime friends. So, uh, you want to introduce yourself to yeah. the people? Yeah, my name's Brad. Uh, it's it's really good to be here today, guys. So this is this is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. We Brad and I have had some off the air um, discussions about late. different things. Just say that <laughs> I was late ten minutes. Y'all had a full on conversation. He might have been here twenty minutes. I don't know. You said seven thirty. He shows up seven oh five. Prompt. I wasn't even ready. <laughs> yeah, I beat him. Yeah. He walks up. He's like, "Hey, I'm here." He's like, "What? Not even home yet." My hair was still wet. Um, but yeah, we we we've had some with everything going on. We've had some <clears throat> pretty good discussions actually, and Brad's been like avid about um challenging people on social media and i'm i'm here for it so um yeah everything that's been going on so let uh, update us since you're you're the you're the social media oh i forgot about person that on <laughs> on our podcast page yeah real talk though i like i get lost i forget like what happens during the week cuz so much happens i know the only thing that i saw that was like that deviated from what you've been posting is PS5, but we'll get to that. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. I posted other things too. Besides the girls holding up gigantic black dildos in protest, <laughs> which we saw that, and the fact that the Confederate flag can now, I mean, it's banned from NASCAR. Fuck NASCAR anyway, because all they're doing that for is just, you know, recognition. And let's see what else. Uh, also, porn stars like Brandy Love getting canceled for not supporting Black Lives Matter as well because her, all of her scenes are pretty much with black guys. And let's see what else. Shout out to her. A lot, with, lot uh, happened this week. Yeah, Akon with Akon hopped up with 6 9 to make Locked Up Part 2. I hate it. I hate it too. Oh. But it is catchy. But that was just a clip. Michael B. Jordan out there doing his thing. You know, um, Bill and Ted's trailer dropped. Bill and Ted 3, that happened. Can't say that wasn't a positive thing. That's a all very that, positive thing. All that happened this week? Bro, you look at the timeline. Where have I happened. been? Bro, Cole Spouse, uh, we found out Cole Spouse was gay begging out there that he also got arrested for protesting. 
with a red flag. But hey, it's okay. And the <laughs> PS5 dropped. The uh, or the PS5 trailer dropped. And what else happened? Uh, Nicki Minaj and Six and I dropped a song, and they're donating proceeds to Black Lives Matter movement. Are those gonna get revoked? Probably. Are they gonna get? I doubt sent it. back. <laughs> I the doubt way, it. Who who was it that? Uh, it was. Did that feet, to Six Nine. Was it Children of America or Feed America? I, it was Feed America. Yeah. Something. Something. Something for the kids, like to feed America or feed the children. It was just like, no, I'm good. Like we're, <laughs> we don't need, we don't, we don't need, we, we're, we're good. <laughs> we don't need snitch money. No, oh, not shit. you. Yeah, not you. <laughs> uh, I mean, but besides that, and then obviously the Democratic Party dressing up in dashiki flags and everything oh my kneeling. God. All of that happened this week, <sighs> and then to top off the cherry, the PS5 reveals today because it got pushed. It happened today. So that's all that happened this week. And we can talk about whatever. So, yeah, we had some negative stuff. We had some positive stuff. We had some funny shit happen. Everything happened this week. So this week went from, like, happy, sad, happy, sad, excited, sad, excited. It was a roller coaster of emotions this week. So, but, so Brad and I were talking and he brought up a really good point. We ju- actually just found out that we grew up like literally across the street from each other uh, during our whole like child, not our whole childhood, but like we grew up across the street from each other, and we didn't she even didn't know. know. That's it's crazy. Know. We, I mean, we went to the same schools and everything, and we knew. You just like look across the street, like you <laughs> lived right there. Yeah, like, wait a minute, yeah, right yeah. there. He sent me the address, and it was like. Dude, that's literally, I mean, right across the street from my parents' house. It took me, like, I stopped up and saw them before I came here. It took me, like, a minute to come Just over. walk over, say hi real quick. Hey, Bob. <laughs> like, what are you doing over here? Yeah, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> just in the neighborhood. Yeah. Say that. Just came to say hi. See how you're doing. You need anything? Yeah, this is, right. this has actually worked really well for showing my parents that I care. Because <laughs> I just dropped in, surprised them, made their day. So add that to the positive things that have happened this there week. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I had to move a bunch of... Uh, God, what all a bunch of soil and other random shit yesterday. Oh, man. Welcome to my life. Doug, I just like, I woke up and I was like, hey, I need help. I'm like, awesome. I'll come help you. <laughs> Drove my dad's truck to Arvada in full on traffic, picked up 10 bags of soil, just by myself, loaded them, unloaded them, groceries, uh-huh. then put it all in the backyard, did all mm-hmm. that shit myself. I'm like, yo, you know what? Welcome to my everyday and change my goddamn brakes on top of that. I did I, all of that. I don't change my brakes. I will give you that. Welcome one. to my life. That's what happens. <laughs> I had to do my whole transmission, and everything in my car. You know what my dad said? You know what? You're doing it right. Keep going. Like, all right, well. Thanks for your support. <laughs> I sat in a chair and drew pretty pictures on people for a few hours. So sounds fun. My back's pretty sore. I was <laughs> <laughs> about to ask you, do you like put like ice pack on that or just you know? No, nah, man. You just yeah. Epsom salts or just Epsom, good. Epsom. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna go soak myself. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh, we're good. <laughs> so, if you if you don't mind telling our listeners and telling us kind of what your what we just went off on a tangent, but. Um, kind of what your your thoughts were and what our how our conversation came to be. So, obviously, I mean everybody knows what's going on in these past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and it's trash. There, there's yeah, and there has been just a disgusting amount of 
I, I don't even know what you'd call it on social media. It's discourse. It's noise. It's yeah. Nobody is making any sense, and the people that do make sense aren't making the right sense. And so on my social media, I've been trying to kind of see past all that. And I, instead of just trying to share memes and instead of trying to just speak on, a, on an opinion platform uh, or whatever you want to call it, I've been trying to ask questions and figure things out and try to figure out the right way to navigate through all this. Mm-hmm. And that's where you and I ended up talking because one of the issues that's been brought up is all the issue of white privilege, the issue of privilege in general. Mm-hmm. And there's been so many conversations on this and I think they're all getting kind of jaded. Sheesh. And so you and I started talking because we know that we grew up in the same, I mean, <laughs> I, I knew we grew up in the same area, but I didn't know we literally grew up across the street from right. each other. Um, <clears throat> you know, we went back to the same schools. I think the first school we, we went to together was what Falcons bluff mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. So the start of middle school. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long time now. And yeah. coincidentally, it's still on topic. That was the first time I was ever called a beaner. Was that? In the, in, in, the, yeah, in the in the great land of suburbia, right? Yep. Oh, nice. So there's that. Yeah. So yeah. So that just goes even further to to prove what we were talking about right. is that we grew up in literally these same instances, uh, the same neighborhoods, the same schools, had the same you know circles of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could on paper you could write out that you and I had the exact same experiences, but we had totally different worldly experiences because of the colors of our skin. Right. That's wild. It, it it was it was kind of yeah isn't it it's it, like it's, it's so it, like text it, like you couldn't write it better yeah. honestly it's like hey guys now that you're listening now you're paying attention this is what the fuck we were talking about yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like all right let's say let's break it all the way down from back to middle school to yeah. now and how yeah. many right. years is that they say we older oh, nothing God, but you know right. you get it like yeah. you understand it's like what you're saying is it it makes perfect sense yeah and I even have like. It's funny, my mom told me a, uh, she actually told me a story about middle school, it was freaking weird that this came up, but anyway, she has one girl in class, mm-hmm. real popular, her and her brother, all the money, whatever else, you ever got invited to their house, like, you made it, like, that's it, like, oh shit, so, they invited everybody in the class to the birthday party, mm-hmm. now, there's only two black kids in the, in the class, mm-hmm. my mom, obviously, and her friend, uh, what was his name, I don't remember what her friend's name was, but... Them two. That's it. Yeah. Now, we get we a couple days before the party. The girl came to uh, my mom, even though they're friends, whatever else. She said, hey, I have to uninvite you to the party. Why? It was just them two. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of my mom. Yeah. No. Obviously, hurt my mom's feelings, whatever else. This is middle school. Yeah. My mom is, well, my mom's up. Yeah, you know. So, this was what? In the... 70s? No, it's 60s, 70s? Yes, way back then. But okay. obviously when stuff was going on. But later on, fast forward to high school, this is years later, she's still friends with, she was still friends with the girl mm-hmm. and tries off a cheerleading. My mom was like, mom's good at everything. Yeah. I, ironically, see me. But <laughs> just like, she uh, she made the cheerleading squad. I was, just made it. Flawlessly. Like, oh, you know what? You don't even have to try out. Mm-hmm. You're in. And her friend didn't make it. Friend was offbeat, didn't have a. She couldn't like get it, and her mom said to her, "Hey, invite Tanisha over to, you know, the house, so we can, you know, so you can like practice this and that. She can help you out." And then when she came to my mom, asked her, she said, "Hold on, your mom invited me to the house?" Yeah. Nah, 
She's like, I remember way back when, middle mm-hmm. school. It's like, like sophomore, like it's right, a kid right. in middle school. She's like, yo, she didn't invite. She said I couldn't come to our house because of, obviously. Right. So nah, I'm good. I can't. I can. You know, we can talk whatever else, but I ain't gonna help you. And I can't come to your house. Yeah. That's. And she, she said, she's like, this cow had the. She said, this cow had the audacity to pull to the school while I was practicing, and walk up to me and ask me her mom, and ask me and beg me to come to her house and help her daughter, and she's like, <laughs> I straight up told her to her face, yo. You didn't like me then. You ain't gonna like me now. You can't change what you said. Right. You can't change the way you act. Right. And you did. It's like as fact as years later, I still remember. Remember that, and I'll never forget that. You did that to me, and like that hurt my feelings. Yeah, and that stuck in my brain. Right. Yeah, I mean, seriously, yeah. And sure enough, the the funny part about it was her, uh, <laughs> the son or the brother, or whatever. All of his friends mm-hmm. black. All he listened to hip hop music. Everything he wore, the way to everything, mm-hmm. he was just that yeah. way. <laughs> and my mom used to say his mom, her, his mom used to hate it. Just had, just like he's like, I know his mom was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Like, of course she was. I mean, think about it. Your son like literally went against everything you like. She's like, oh, I love black culture. That's what he was like. And I think, like you said, it's about like what you embrace when you're younger. Like what you. Oh, yeah. What you are bringing in, what it's it's what if hey if you like skateboard and like skateboard, I fucking love Tony Hawk, I love to I'm, I'm happy that Tony Hawk Pro Skater is coming out. Everybody played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but it's also like I'm into like everything, mm-hmm. not into like you're not supposed to be into one thing, you can be into whatever. Yeah, right. That's how it is. That's how you embrace and shit. Like that's it. But there's some people that just have this like that fucking. It's a one track mind, man. That's it's. And also, like, the ones that are, it, it's been, like, a lesson player for people that are sitting here asking, why can't you say all lives matter? Why are you being dumb as fuck? Because <laughs> you can't, like, comprehend what's going on. Like, listen to what's going on, pay attention, read a little bit. Stop being you, tone deaf. And yeah. if you have these conversations that you're supposed to have, you'll be fine. I'd rather, see, I've had, and I've had them for weeks now. Somebody calls me up, hey, man, I want to talk. Just grab a water real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> and I'll sit there and talk to them. And at the end of the day, they it's like, okay, you want to get educated you want to know. Mm-hmm. You're not straight up saying something stupid as fuck the first day it comes to your mind because that's how you feel. Right. No, that's not what you do. You ask a question first to spark a conversation and then ask right. those leading up questions before you say something stupid. Right. Which is what, what Brad's been pulling out of people. He's been at his whole was it Instagram? Yep. Yeah. His whole Instagram feed was asking people different questions and having them say yes or no, and then that leading to another question. And just he showed me, and it was it was remarkable. It was like it was like yeah, that's what people need right now. I think people need to be exposed to their own, I use the term cognitive bias or, or cognitive dissonance earlier, uh, their own cognitive dissonance because they'll, they'll get latched on an idea mm-hmm. and they may think it's the right thing. It could be a group mentality thing. It could be based on like a little bit of, of subjective reading. You know, they could read a couple headlines or maybe skim an article or something like that. And they get kind of, um, I don't know, they get wrapped up in the fact that they think that their way is the right way. Right. And so what I've been trying to do and what I was showing you earlier is a really simple, it's almost like a social experiment. Mm -hmm. 
I put up on my Instagram story, I want to ask a series of yes and no questions. Um, and to preface this, over the past couple of weeks, since the protests have really started kind of gaining national attention, um, I, I've posted a lot regarding activism and regarding uh, kind of, I mean, controversial ideas from both perspectives, because mm -hmm. it's like, I want the dialogue there, because I think if you can trigger a dialogue, then you have the opportunity to actually it not only not only teach people but also learn. Too. It builds a bridge. It does, yeah. And it's and I've used that that term a lot actually, bridging gaps between people because I think that's important right now. But mm -hmm. uh, so I've had a lot of kind of attention on my stories. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but a lot of people have been viewing them. A lot of people have been engaging with them. So I, I wanted to take the time to ask these questions because I knew that it would get a lot of response mm -hmm. and the amount of response was a little like overwhelming. It was it, literally hundreds of people were answering these questions, which right. was kind of, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, it's really good. That's it because right there, you know, I'll say this too, even though I was posting so crazy on our social page and I have been posting crazy, no lie with that, with me finally being able to post some positive stuff, I was happy. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. I was knocking oh, yeah. out like just, you know, trigger just going. But before I was just like, I'm putting out all this stuff the more I was putting out, the more I was like seeing, and the more like answers and stuff I was getting, the more I was engaging with people. I was just getting like, yo, man, I'm I'm tired of saying the same thing over yeah. and over. And it's like, how many times do I have to say this? Right. right. And how many times am I gonna hear the same like, but why does that matter? Why are you so mad? Why are people upset? Why can't we all get along? What do the cops <laughs> do? Man, it's really all cops aren't bad. No, man, look. I walked into Target today. I did the head nod to a cop. Spank dude. Cool. I don't have a problem with him. He ain't fucking with me. I'm not fucking with him. He's, he's not fucking with me. I'm not fucking with him. That's it. Right. What's up? That's all. I'm going about my business. Right. Do I really fuck with cops? No. I don't. <laughs> but I have friends that are cops too. Right. But that's, they only call, I only call them if I need something. Right. And that's how it should be. That's it. Dude, yeah. Don't beat my ass. <laughs> don't pull me over for nothing. Don't bother me and I won't bother you. Right. But when you bother me, that you go on TV crying and shit like that. No, that's I saw that uh, they did like an edit of the police chief that was sitting there. We're tired. Yeah. We're tired. Did you see the uh, the fucking Klansman list thing they did? No, I they didn't put see that. Fuck, they put Klansman hoods on all the policemen, and it has him like saying Wh the speech. Which, oh god. Oh. This one. Is it like? Oh god. Oh my god. Like. <laughs> Duh. But dude, that's somebody it. just edited that. They just made that Jesus. real quick. They and then the hood moves with it. I was like, come on, dog. Like the cuff shot is the he sounded stupid. Right. It's like, bro, shut it, up. Things have totally like flipped. It's like tale tale of two cities. Now, like everything is just like flipped. Now now people are saying, and it's it's true. Cops are feeling the way people of color have felt for how long now? They feel like, well, so-and-so, like, these cops are violent over here. It doesn't doesn't mean that we are, da 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 But they're getting, police are getting profiled now. They're kind of getting that, that sense of what people of color, 
the the tables have just turned. And yeah, it's, it's so crazy. It's like, but I don't even think they recognize it, which is no. the kind of the the ironic part. Right. It's like, you it's realize funny. that this is like, yeah, it's like okay, so now you understand, right? But that just goes to show they only understand like people only understand things when it happens to them. Exactly. Which is where I think a lot of the issues are coming from because right. a lot like personally, I've never experienced like true racism against myself. Mm-hmm. I, honestly. Like, that's just, that's how it is. As a white man growing up in the suburbs, I've never had these issues. The worst I've ever been called was pasty, and that was by another <laughs> white kid. So <laughs> I'll just go out in the sun. All right. So, like, it's, you know, that that being said, it's one of those things where, like, a lot of people, when they can't, it, they're lacking in empathy in that sense because they yep. can't be like, Wow, I that's never happened to me, but I would feel absolutely horrible if that did happen to me. So I can empathize right. with the people that it does happen to and actually understand where the issue lies. Right. But instead, we see then it just becomes it it like it it goes all over the place with a bunch of stuff. Like even uh I remember, you know, way back when it was frowned upon even with relationships. Mm-hmm. People still say, Oh, why are you dating this person? Why do you do this? Or if it's a white chick date a black dude or whatever. Like, it's gotten so lax now where people just don't care. And then sometimes it's even surprising. It's even surprising to some people. Like, you go back to high school. If I go back to high school, when I went to high school, it was, uh, what is that? I had, um, went to Airline High School, which that school is mostly why we had, like, it was a mix. You had black, white. It was a big mix of, mm-hmm. of kids at mostly white school because of where it was at. It was a nice neighborhood. Right. Now, if we go to Bozier High, which is way deep in Bozier City in Louisiana, that was mostly black. I went there for like a year, went back to airline, back and forth, but I knew everybody at both schools. I big with everybody. Right. And it was funny. Like, I started seeing, like, you know, the way people were responding on Facebook, old high school friends, this and that, the way some of them were getting mad about certain channels posting. I was like, oh, yeah, I already knew. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I knew. You I can knew. See it from, coming. Yeah. I knew from the beginning, dog. Like, I, I knew. <laughs> I've known you for how long? I knew this before. Yeah. The way you, I knew you were going to say something stupid as fuck. I knew it because I've checked you before and it's, it's going to happen again. But then, uh, even um, my man's name's Chase Hudson. Now, you're probably a Chase, actually. Now, dude's laid back, cool, got along with everybody. Mm-hmm. And. I think it was uh, it was really funny. He's uh, he posted his girlfriend, right? Girlfriend, black chick, military, navy, just wow! Like damn, how the fuck did you get her? That's what I was thinking <laughs> in my head, and it surprised a lot of people. I said, no, guys, Chase was about that life. He did not care. <laughs> Chase was real cool. I mean, Chase may have drank beer with you, chill with, did all the stuff with y'all, but no, Chase did not care. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't see. He just right. like. He calls me his brother all the time. Like that's that's it. Like people like that that don't see color that are just able to like adapt into anything. You could plop them down anywhere. Right. You can plop them down in the ninth war and light war. You can plop them down in uh in Compton. You can plop them down in New York somewhere. And probably the sketchiest part doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. That, blend, that's blend in. That's like, so crazy because it's crazy you brought that up because I felt like I I was forced to be able to like I had to learn how to adapt because I used to go to school in like in it it's not a horrible area but it's not it's not the suburbs um down in Sheridan school district predominantly uh Mexican kids went there 
And so I, I got total culture shock when I went from there to Falcon Bluffs, where I was one of a handful of kids who had colored skin. So, like, and then when I came out here, like, before then, I was just like, everybody's cool, da 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 And then when I came to Falcon Bluffs was when I encountered firsthand racism where people looked at me and treated me different because of the color of my skin. And I was like, oh, wait, like, these are white people doing this to me. And I, n- I never really experienced it, too, because my dad is white. But, like, to he, people... He to people, white. That's all. <laughs> We've gone through this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, I, I, I had to learn how to adapt and get along with... with white kids and like suburban kids um versus kids back in my old hood and it, it's it's just a crazy like to think about it at 12 years old like i was never treated different because of my skin color and then oh i pop out here to the suburbs and it's like man it's, it's like it's so crazy for me it's like this was this was actually the big thing for me the one thing that oh god it's fucking sucked so, you know about the HBCU colleges and, like, Grambling State, Southern, this and that. Like, you've seen their bands. You've seen the BET classics. Everybody's seen Drumline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just imagine. Yep. So, all these, like, really historic colleges and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like my parents like, oh, you should go to those colleges. I thought about it. I was always scared. Like, oh, no, I don't want to do that because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. But, I mean, going back to it, thinking about, like, even high school, like, we play some square ass shit in bed, and I hated it. <laughs> and also, fuck Miss Corcoran for not letting me play drums. Stupid bitch. Anyway, I <laughs> man, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, like she. That's I. I still have the shit in my head. That was back in middle school. She's like, do this. I can play drums. I don't know how to read the music, but I know I can play drums. I can right. read. ACLs. So you were Nick Cannon in Drumline. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't even that. I've, I've, yeah, when I've you first like start, like this is bro. It's, it I don't believe like a word you're saying. No. You go in the you went in the classroom. She had like the percussion stuff. She had like reeds. She had all the different mouthpieces. You basically had to show her like, oh, try this, try this, try this. And she's like, all right, you should do. Uh, you should play trumpet. And I'm like, God damn, is this like the sword and half from Harry Potter? Like I can't pick <laughs> hey, what I want. Miles Davis played trumpet. I, I guess. I what? <laughs> Yo, look. You don't I, have to guess. He actually did. Bro, I, I mean, yeah. Look, <laughs> I'm just. I get Continue. it. I get it. But th- the fact of the matter is, I didn't want to play trumpet. But nobody wants to play trumpet. It's no, just something it's just, that you're like. I'm okay. good at it, but whatever. It's it is what it is. But anyway, we get to uh, we get the airline. We're playing. Right. It was like Mr. Lee, like saying, "Flight of the Palm will be like we couldn't play anything cool. Nothing, <laughs> nothing cool. If we, if whenever we play something cool, it'd be problematic. You and couldn't it, play September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Sh- Stupid! Oh god! Uh, what did what did uh, what did a uh, little John remix? Was it Requiem for a Dream? It was Requiem for a Dream. Anyway, one of my boys like they play. He played tuba. He set up the tuba line and they did like a circle, whatever, and like played that. And they obviously did slowed it down to whatever else, just like little John did. And the drum I got got involved with. Right. Our teacher was fired up, mad. Oh man. <laughs> Because we would play the black schools in town, and they would always play fire shit. Right. And it would be loud. It'd be that real raspy, loud, 
damn, this is like my ears are hurting. Like you would know, like you would feel it in the stadium. We would sometimes play back, and he was like, "What are you doing?" And I remember specifically, he threw a chair like across the room, like, like Bob Knight, towards his dog. <laughs> like didn't care, just threw the chair. He's he's he passed away, but I mean, whatever. Rest piece of soul. But dude threw a chair, like did not care, and was high. Was like, if I tell you to play something, you play it. Don't sit over here and play like you lost your damn mind. Like, dude, we get so bad. And I'm like, bro. And how old were you? How old was I? What was grade it? were you in? Oh, I was in tenth grade. Yeah, mm. bro, he would I get. I thought you were in middle school. No, this is not. Nah, that was Miss Corcoran was middle school. That was first. Okay. That's where I started as middle school, and then went to high school. So. That's how they started you out with all your uh, instruments. They would ask you in middle school what you could play. Mm-hmm. Then they would, like, set you up, everything else. And then high school, that's when I kind of, like, try to jump around and learn different stuff. Like, tuba, same as trumpet. Trombone, if you had the one with, like, the actual chord, it was the same as trumpet. It's like all the shit was the same. Right. Same music sheets, whatever else. You go to per- percussion, the cadences are so goddamn simple, you go, uh, you can figure it out. Didn't have to really know it. <laughs> it's like... Oh, do you have pl- a yellow bandana? No, never <laughs> did. My, my school colors were blue. I had the blue. <laughs> but no, point of the matter is, it was just like it, just noticing going to different schools. Like Bozier always played different music. Airline would play certain music, and I'm just like, come on, dog. Like they gave us. Uh, I think one of our things we had to learn was the Incredibles. We had to learn the whole Incredible. We had to learn three songs from the Incredibles, and then we had to march it on the field and then we had to fucking like figure it out and shit. like dog I was so annoyed by that shit like that sounds terrible it was terrible they were like we're gonna do the Incredibles first they gave us these whack ass shirt designs that was kind of where I figured out what I wanted to do for in life you're just just let it all out I'm letting it out dog <laughs> let it I'm all letting out. it out I'm letting it out this is this is ten- shit I this shit I fucking experienced tonight is about you <laughs> it's about everybody was that on the porch it wasn't. He What's, just knocked. That, he, it took him that long? Yeah. My dude left out. My dude left like half an hour. <laughs> he was timid. He was timid. What was his name? Don't know. Jonathan? I think he probably thought about Jonathan. Jesus Probably's Christ. Oh, you didn't want nothing? <laughs> she, she rummaged through it. You better believe. She probably took everything. Mm-hmm. There's no marinara sauce now, I see. <laughs> There's one breadstick left. <laughs> I don't even want the breadstick. She could have had that, but you know. But besides the matter, yeah, schools, you definitely notice a change in culture. Like, you go to one school, you have this. Right. Another school over here, you got this. And there was like four main schools in the district. And if you went over the bridge, like Shreveport, it was completely different. All black schools. And music, curriculum, Curriculum was like on the lower end because mm-hmm. a lot of kids either didn't graduate or whatever else. But music, culture, everything was different. No uniforms over here. Uniforms, this, this, this. Yeah. The list goes on. I'm like, dog, polo shirts every day, button ups, dicky shorts every day, <laughs> every fucking day. So you're dressing like a cholo. Pretty much every day. <laughs> Shout out. Dicky shorts, Air Force was. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know, Brad, if you've ever, like, experienced, like, the two dynamics, but it's, I I know you, we went to the same middle and high school and and stuff like that, but um, 
Yeah, what 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 was your experience? So I, I actually, to some degree, I did experience that that shift in dynamic. Um, I went to there was a, there was a brief period. I mean, I mostly grew up around here, mm-hmm. um, but there was a brief period where my mom and I lived uh, in Denver public school systems, and so I actually went to a school where. Then it was like I went from the suburbs, yeah, and then I went to kind of an inner city school, and then I was I became the minority. Right, you're and you're the white boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which some people embraced it, other people beat me up, got beat up a lot. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. It's like a group character. It's, I'm yeah. good though. Yeah, exactly. Hey, toughen me up, you know. Um, but <laughs> it was it was it was really brief. I was I did it for a couple years. Um, and I definitely, I did notice a difference. And the difference wasn't necessarily how much I was getting beaten up. Right. But it was the fact that um, most of the time in those schools, it wasn't like an issue. It wasn't like, oh, that's the white kid or that's the black kid right. or that's the Mexican kid. It was just, oh, that's my classmate. Right. And Shit. you come back <laughs> straight up. And then you come back to the suburbs. And then it was like you know, totally just different. It was, right. you know, you have just such a weird and they're not that far away either, mm. which is the weird thing. You know, it's like it would take me 20 minutes to drive down to that school right now. Right. And right. the worlds it's, are totally different. Right. It's like the lights are off. Like, nobody yeah. paying attention. I'm like, hey, guys, do you not notice that even by it was like Benton Parkway, Airline, Bossier, they were all within like 15 minutes of each other. Mm. But it was so different. Yeah. But all the schools will play each other in like football and this and that. You right. would see the difference. Oh, yeah. Right. And the crowd and the music, you would see the difference. Yeah. And you go to Bozier to play a game, it's like, yo, this shit's rough. You go to Airline, <laughs> damn, y'all shit's nice. <laughs> like, and then you go to Parkway, it's like, well, yeah, that's that, so that's how it was here. Look, I mean, obviously, I played football when we would go play kids at like Cherry Creek versus when we would play kids <sighs> at Pomona. No, it's, God, like, yeah. it's like it's <laughs> like kids, at, and the now that I think about it, like kids when we played Cherry Creek kids on cherry creek would hate like when i would make a play on them or anything and then kids at pomona it's like it's football whatever man yeah Yeah. well that's another thing too is i think that's how if you want to go real deep yeah (laughs) i honestly i honestly think that's how like people don't because when when you're a kid you know everybody makes especially in the suburbs man Mm. everybody makes like just kind of off off taste racist jokes and everything right. i mean you you probably experienced yeah. a lot of them growing up because you know how all these kids around here are it's like right. which is ridiculous so it's like i kind of realized something the other day because somebody posted a thing it showed a bunch of like younger like high school age kids uh i don't know if you guys have seen this doing what's yeah. called the george yeah george floyd challenge oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and which it's like obviously that is something to be directly mad about right like, that is that's horrible right but then when you kind of analyze it it's like Kids start with just jokes, man. They just start with like, right. you know, just jokes and acknowledgement. Like, oh yeah, that's the Mexican kid, or oh yeah, that's right. the black kid. And then I think it they never get corrected. And right. so then all of a sudden they become adults and they're still in those same scenarios. And then they're joking uh, yeah, or they're I don't even know what you call it. It's like their their ironic racism then turns into actual real exactly. deep rooted racism that they're yep. just that's why it's so hard to to teach people differently because they're so ingrained in this method right. of thought. Right. And and I feel like that that also leads into the dynamic of less minorities going to 
these suburban not saying that all all races come out of the suburbs but um suburbs are just a great example right I think. right because that's what we experience right yeah so i i think because if if you bring it up to a minority if you say some slick racist shit to them and like you're you're in their space you're gonna get corrected whether it's physically or like <laughs> you're gonna get told about yourself and i i think that's what that's what it we lack out here yeah is kind of that that and that's why these kids are getting like i didn't see any inner city white kids doing that challenge yeah it was all like so, and you know oh, you yeah. know the suburban outfit <laughs> it's yeah it's a uniform man yeah it's, it's a uniform <laughs> you could see him you know <laughs> right so and i think that's kind of what that and it, and a lot of parents i feel like don't teach diversity either no no and that's it's it's rough that, i think that's they, a rabbit hole but yeah yeah, yeah. it's one of those things where i I think parents like touch base on it because they have the best of intention. Because right. nobody wants their kid to grow up and be a racist, right? It's just like treat everybody the same. Yeah, I'm exactly. gonna go do what I was doing now. Yeah, and then they do something like that, and they're like, well, "I was just kidding. I'm not actually racist." Right. It's like it depends though, because even uh, talking to one of my buddies at the uh, at the skate shop, and he was talking about the front lines and stuff like that, going out there helping, talking about talking, telling his dad about it, mm-hmm. and. He's like, bro, I had to correct my dad a couple times. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? He's like, bro, he just he has his one track mind, or whatever about the flag, about this and that. He's like, fuck that. He's like, he was military and all. He's like, I don't give a fuck. He's yeah. like, it's not it's not about that. He's like, they even went deeper. It went to like the flag and like the meaning and all this other shit. Like they he they went deep into conversation about it. And he's at the end of the day, his dad apologized, but he's like, you know. If his dad had went out and said something like wild to somebody, you know, of color, hey dog, like I'm sorry, but now it's like at this point in day and age, if somebody smacks the fuck out of you for saying something wild, I'm just like I have no sympathy. I'm just like you know right. what, dog, it happens. We're like, we're all adults. We're yeah, all adults, yeah. but it's like even right now, like if I had a child call me something wild, sorry. You're you're getting smacked. <laughs> I don't care. Like, yeah, and your and your parent because you heard that somewhere. Right. So, and that's where that's where it kind of steals from. Kids all kids are like sponges. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. will say whatever. I mean, hell, the girls have said plenty of things, right? Yeah. That yeah. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> they shouldn't say, but hey, it's whatever. But again, like, kids are not taught to hate. Right. And right. So I was on the phone with uh, Omar. I was telling me the other day, other night or whatever. Like she was talking to uh, her daughter about you know race, this and that, like treating everybody equal. And she said, "Do you know anybody that's black?" And you know what she said? No. She and said, it's, "It's so funny because and they're oblivious to it." And yeah, she's right. four, and she's like, "What are you talking about, Bobby?" She's like, "What are your favorite people's black?" She's like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> nope. And she said, "Bo's black." No, he's proud. I was like, <laughs> it, cutest thing ever. Yeah, it's just it's like so literal. Just, just bro. Every time, up. every time I do a drawing of of a black person, Mila, without miss skipping a beat, she comes up and she goes, Uncle Mo, 
She goes, Mo? And she points at the screen. I'm like, no, that's not that's not your Uncle Mo. Not every black person is Uncle Mo. She, she but she, again, she recognizes like, oh, that's a safe person, whatever. She's going to grow up to have all types of friends. Right. Sarah's going to grow up to have all types of friends. And that's how it should be. And I like personally, as I say, I think you should have a group of friends of all different races and all different cultures for sure. Like, you got to know somebody that's Italian. Thai people are fucking great. They shot bed. Shot Patrick's <laughs> mom. Uh, she gave me a one pound uh, pan of lasagna. Just a, just a slice. Just a slice. One slice. That's one pound. Right. That's all you yeah. get. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's like, I got you. A, he's like, I got you a slice. I was like, oh, thanks for the slice. He's like, no, that's a slice. That's one slice. <laughs> he's like, usually we have a big pan of it. But yep. again, like, you got to have some. Just from every background, whatever, just so you can learn and adapt and this and that. Oh, yeah. And I also, but I also do think that with like the jobs, with like how, you know, people are hired and stuff like that, it's not fair across the board. Mm. Like, there's a. <laughs> this <video's> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You've never seen this video? No, I have. It's just oh. funny every time. But, uh, <laughs> Such There's a one sounder th- moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just killed the moment. But uh, on a this is on a positive tip. There's something I want to talk about as far as like artists go. Like I've seen a lot of companies, local places, whatever else, put out a shirt for Black Lives Matter. Now let me ask you something. Do you think that it should? Be, I'm gonna ask both of you. One both of you answer. Do you think that a person of color should do the design and? should be part of the distribution of that shirt. That's interesting. Because I, I, ha- I have something on that. That's yeah, why. yeah. I've been okay. thinking about this for a while, and I had like a deep conversation last night about it. I was like, whoa. That's weird. Because to me, and this is because art is my career, right? Yeah. So art has always been so subjective, and it's been like a universal language. And that's why I wanted to ask you. Yeah, because there's, there's never been a moment where I think art has become politicized to me in the sense that it's like only this person can create that or only that person can create that. But now we're speaking in political terms where this is for a whole different cause that I may not have any idea what... Yeah, exactly. So I may not have the first clue how to approach it the proper way. And it's like... I don't know, man. That's that's a that's a that's an interesting question. That that is a. I was just trying to scramble together. Dude, my yeah. Thought on it. <laughs> Blew my fucking. Well, because it it can go either way, but you can't. I don't know. That it's a tricky question because I I think about seventy five percent of me wants to say yes, but that twenty five percent is like well somebody that's down for the cause should be creating that art and and kind of like dedicating it to this movement. Right. So I guess the question would be at what point does it become virtue signaling and it you know like who is actually doing it for a genuine right purpose rather than who's just kind of jumping on on board the bandwagon I, I th- and I think you should I think that should be determined by the person's by somebody, by a specific person based on their character, not the color of their skin. Okay, so... Is my definitive answer to that. Okay. Both both are right. Both are right there. That's So, reason I was saying that, because, you know, station, 
Love Marsh. Yep. Love the whole group there. Stacia is on by. White Mark. dudes. Yeah, exactly. So the thing about the vintage culture, everything else is like it's real deep around hip hop, stuff like that. The older stuff. Aaliyah tees are going off like $400. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But the thing I said about it was I was like, okay, Museum of Contemporary Art Denver did a t-shirt with them and selling it. Proceeds are going back to yada, yada, yada. So why didn't they pro, pro, uh, you know, approach like a person of color, like Detour or, you know, Ailes, or Ailes other guy that mm-hmm. do this stuff or me or anybody else, like any of these other like, you know, creatives of color. Why not? Ooh. But then it also dawned on me. Are you familiar with AIG uh, Colorado? Uh, I not not very familiar. No. So basically, it's an organization that helps as a network group of artists, graphic designers, videographers, all this stuff, and they go out and basically they have these like sessions like this, whatever else. But they also help people with jobs. There's like a bunch of different resources on these uh, on this website, but there's not a network of either minorities mm-hmm. or either a network of just people of color or black or Hispanic artists. There's not a network of that out here. There's not a single bit. Now, why is that? Yeah, I'm trying to work on that now. And like, I've been, that's kind of been also another product I've been working on this week, but it's like, damn, there really is not a group or something where right. if you really like are that passionate, you're like, you know what? I want to hire somebody in a minority group, give them a chance or something like that, or try to find them a job. Because the thing is about being an artist and being a designer or whatever else, you understand the hustle, you understand how it is. Mm-hmm. How, long, how long does it take you to get to where you are, your stature? <laughs> oh, God. Exactly. You can't even, <laughs> yeah. you can't even answer that yeah. shit. Good luck. Yeah. You eat, sleep, and shit tattooing. Right. So I can't go into your profession and do that. I can't. Hand draw, I might shit. I might be good. I don't know. Right. I might be able to go hand in hand with you on that. Graphic design, like illustrator, shit like that. That's my shit. That's what I do. Oh, yeah. Video stuff, that's what I do. But, see, I have a master craft of what I do. But the thing is, why am I not being able to utilize that more? And it's like all the thing about uh, thing about minorities, the thing about, you know, all these different groups. AIGA works together. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, a nice array of people. But predominantly in the group is white people. That's mm-hmm. it. My teacher's white. He's the one put me on. Ed Popovich, he's... Dope as fuck, but he put me on, told me about it. But like now, I didn't utilize as much as I should have mm-hmm. because again, I still had that same mindset. Is like, okay, well, most of these people are giving jobs to their friends or people they know. Mm-hmm. Okay, why not some of these people get into the position they want to get into or start <laughs> their own business or whatever else? Because there's money out there. You can get thousand, two thousand dollar jobs that'll take you no time, just like some of these other artists. If you look for it. Mm-hmm. But right. the thing is, how do you look for it? How do you educate somebody? It's all to, about the networking. Yeah. And there is none. So right. if you're not networking, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be the best fucking graphic designer out here. You know, I'm black. I'm proud. I'm going to do it by myself. That's what I'm hearing from some of these artists. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You can't, you can't do it by yourself. You got to have a friend. You got to have somebody. You got to have something to help you. Because I'm sure you had an apprenticeship, correct? Oh, yeah. And you went back. You put in the hours. You did everything you had to do. That person helped you, mm-hmm. and now you're better. Now you can take your skills and put it to somebody else. Yeah. And because of your background, because of your brain, because you're open or whatever else, you could probably work with anybody. Mm-hmm. But how many people approach you for an apprenticeship? <laughs> not many, man. Why not? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then on top of that, if you have somebody that is of color that's in a certain neighborhood and they can't, they, they're like doing 
shit, tattoos a home or want to have the passion for it, why won't they go to your, your shop and ask you? There's no bridge. There's no bridge. Yeah. So not only do I want that network to be, you know, about people of color, I want it to also, like, yo, you need to go talk to this person, even though they can be white, black, whatever. Go talk to them and get that shit done. Right. right. That's what the network that's what the network needs to be about. And it's like, it's not happening. And like I said, I talked to a couple people about it today and they're like, oh, you know what? That sounds good. I'm like, yeah, there is one small group in Denver. They don't have analytics. They're not getting any likes. They're not getting people talking about it. It's because there's nothing exciting about that. What the fuck are y'all doing to help people? Nothing. Right. I want to have a network with a list of jobs, a list of things to do, a list of resources. How the fuck do you interview? Right. It's, oh, well, your hair, this hair. No, fuck that. We're not going to look at the Google standard on haircuts and shit, which people have been now figuring out <laughs> what's professional or not. Fuck them. <laughs> but... You need to like go into this shit and like understand how it is to either be a freelancer, get your contract work, going to some of these dispensaries and taking their money because they have it. Oh yeah, all of these things have. There's all this money sitting out here just waiting. Just pick it up. That's all it is. Yeah, and that's what I wanted. I want to try to educate people on how to tap in to some of this money. That's huge. That's actually yeah. Because I mean even. Obviously, I don't really have like a design background or anything, but I mean, yeah, you don't have to. It's, yeah, it's art. Well, yeah, but tattooing is is so similar in the sense where it's like kind of once you get cut loose, you're just on your own. It's just like, all right, cool, go figure it out. You know, right. uh, text your friends and see if they want to get tattooed. And, <laughs> you know, right. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, do you know anybody who wants to get tattooed? And I'm sure for design work, it's kind of like, hey, I got a buddy who is starting a business, and I got to do some exactly. business cards, and you know, like. It's me scouring on Facebook. Hey, uh, I need this or whatever else. Like, when he did his print, support your friends. I posted his print. Everybody's hitting him up. Like, yeah. you got five, six, seven, whatever it was. Yeah. I'm not saying that's because of me. No, your shit's fire. So that's why I posted it. I have it on my wall because it's fire. If it was trash, I would have told you. Like, nah, dog. <laughs> like, but you have told me that my one of my designs is trash. <laughs> And that design is actually one of the reasons why I still have a job today. So, oh, oh shit! <laughs> that's All right. what keeps work coming in. So, yeah, see, that's that's it. Like it, it just it keeps it keeps the stuff going. Like that's all it is. Yeah. It's you gotta spread it out. You gotta like sit there and try to you know push your work somehow, some way. And I, I like I said, I want to encourage anybody and everybody to try to. Work with platforms, push your work as much as possible, and right. like and push your friends' work, like you said, because I feel like that's a that's a huge thing in. Uh, I feel it a lot in Denver. Yes, that people are like they have the mindset of oh I'm too busy grinding trying to do what I'm doing, I can't let I can't shine your stuff because it'll take away from what I'm doing. No, and that's which, not that's the right a, yeah. mindset to have. That's such an ego statement, which yeah. is really common in the art community, unfortunately. You know, mm-hmm. it's like And I fucking hate it now. I'm just yeah. like, bro, if if they're so okay, prime example, if Pepsi has a thirty thousand dollar contract for some design work, why the hell am I gonna do that by myself? Right. I don't know how to write copy, I don't know how to do certain things. Like the magazine thing I got hired on to do was 141 pages. Mm-hmm. The first thing I said was, do you have ed- editorial copy? She says, yes. Cool. I can do it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like 
I'm here to lay your shit out. I'm not here to write the copy, do all such shit. That's going to be an extra whatever. And then if I got paid that, I'm not going to do it myself. Yo, who out here has an editorial background I can pay? Yeah. Right. Here, here's three bands. Right. Go at it. That's how it should be, though, man. I mean, it's like, there's always, I don't know, if if I think if more people looked as art, at art as more of a collaborative like that, where it's like, Mm-hmm. You have a whole network of you don't even have to like develop a formal network. Your friends are your network. That's right? it. Like saying like, hey man, like yeah, can you know any like the tattooing is a perfect example of that because that's what I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, does anybody know a good tattoo artist? And then all of a sudden somebody's like, yeah, this, this guy right here, go to Brad, right? right? And then if they come into me and they get a tattoo or they want a tattoo, maybe that I can't necessarily do as well as somebody else in my shop. What do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna send it straight to that guy. I'm gonna right. be like, no, he can do it way better. I'm not just gonna right. try to shit just yeah. to do it. It's no, like, man. you you get you get what I'm saying. It's like you have people that are good at black and white portraits. You have people that are good at color. You have people that are good at like certain intricate line work. All that stuff you're looking for. If I want like a skeleton head, I gotta go to a black and white tattoo artist that can do that. Right. And then make it like actually work on my skin. Like who could do that? Yeah. Okay, you know what? I gotta add whites. I gotta do this. I could do it. Cool. But if the only reason why I know that's because like again I've been around t- I have a few tattoos but like I've been around tattoo shops or whatever and I've learned some of the process and like a lot of my friends tattoo artists and they've also stemmed out and done certain things themselves but it's always about again your friends they're yeah. doing something they want to support you hey you know what I got an extra couple thousand bucks I need this work done cool like if anybody needs a dick call you. Deck, he said. Deck, yeah, a deck. You're that guy. You said you said that really fast. I said that. that, No, I just thought about that. Like, no, because my mom was talking about. She's like, that sounded like an I, not an E. Yeah, I might, I might need one. Starting a new business tonight. (laughs) No, but that's all like pieces or whatever. Like anything you do, you have multiple things you do. It's like. And and everything you're talking about now is why I hit you up and was like, hey. Let's do a podcast. Let's run. Let's run a few episodes like by ourselves. Let's get a let's get a feel for it, and then let's let's bring on these people like Brad or like like Christina that have their have their hustles and let people. Because I know when I'm when I'm shopping for like, well, I don't need a shop for a tattoo guy now, but when I when I shop for for like work when I shop for essentially what i'm going to invest my money in when i'm shopping for goods to buy i always do research on where those goods are coming from what kind of people run that business everything so i wanted to start a podcast to kind of give these these independents a platform so people can get to know like what what's on Brad's mind or or like his views on different things. Cause I, I, I've always found that intriguing. And then by the end of it, I'm usually like, yeah, I'm going to go check this person out or I'm a fan of this person or that person isn't really what I thought they were. Right. So yeah, cause I, well, I'm glad I got that insight, especially social media, man. Doesn't that's why it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Right. Seriously. That's the best way to put it. It's fucked. And, it's it's one of those things where like you can say you're shopping for art or something or mm-hmm. like you're trying to find a local 
just anything, you know, because a lot of people are shifting towards a more, more local I'm supporting uh, mindset. local. Shut right. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Buy what you like. Right. God damn it. So when they're looking for these things, you know, they go to the, they obviously the first place they usually go to is social media. What's their Instagram? What's their Facebook? Right. Um, and they may have no idea what this person is like. And I can say firsthand, I've worked with tattoo artists who on social media are totally different. They, they put out this personality and they sell you on it quick. Right. And then you meet up with them in person. You're like, you're a piece of shit. You right. know, like, so that's, I think that's awesome that you're doing that because I mean, people could still think I'm a piece of shit, whatever, you know, that's, that's their perception. But, but, you, you but know, I at least give them the transparency that now they can, they can make that judgment based exactly. on like, cool. Yeah. His artwork is great, but he sucks. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and I think that's what, cause a, a lot of people, especially it, like if they're going through the avenues, like you said, through just strictly on social media, they, that's, they think what they see, they form an opinion on social media and then they stick to that opinion because maybe this person doesn't have a podcast or they don't go on live or whatever. So you don't really get to like see this person in action mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's a bit. And I wanted to bring like local people who are doing stuff, who are starting their own brands, who are doing that kind of thing i wanted to bring them on and interview them see kind of what they're about and like what their inspiration because i've i've always been curious as to uh why did like why did you start tattooing or like why did you know what i mean yeah no it's it and that's actually like I, i really like that process and for me personally like i started tattooing because i you know, I grew up going to punk and hardcore shows and playing in metal bands and, and you know, right. making all kinds of alternative music and hanging out at the skate park. And Brad used to have such. long blonde hair <laughs> down to like his chest. Yeah, I looked like a Swedish princess. The, uh, <laughs> that was the Brad I met. Yeah, which people still like. It's it's amazing that that was so many years ago and people are still like, oh, yeah, I remember you with the yeah. hair. And I'm like, <laughs> the hair did it for you. That's that's me. Um, but you know, I, so you know how my, I, I say this in quotations, my image was back then. Right. I mean, that shaped me because that's what I grew up. Like, you know, I played Tony Hawk every night after school. Right. I was going to the skate park. Yeah, dude. You know? And like, I, I mean, it was just like, I was either at a venue, a skate park or playing something that was relating to that. Right. So question. Yeah. Who'd you pick on Tony Hawk? Who'd you play with? Uh, I got a name in mind, but I'm like thinking. What which Tony Hawk? That's see, that's that's the Tony better Hawk question. Pro Skater Two. Pro Skater Two. <laughs> oh my dude, he's like ready to go. Um, wow, that's a dude. I honestly can't Chad even. Chad Muska. Muska was always a good one because he could do all the yeah, man. Muska was, was, was like every universal. Single, yeah, it was every single trick that you could ever do. Dude, Muska, creative player, or like uh, Terry Kennedy. I mean, that was another one too. I yeah. used to always pick Terry Kennedy. Yeah. I think I was always a Muska guy, and then when you when Underground came out and you could make your own characters. <sighs> Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, good times. Yeah. Seriously, you know how long I've been like, just as a as a total tangent. You know how long I've been looking for the GameCube version of uh, Tony Hawk's Underground, the original one. Oh God! I lost my copy, and I've been sitting here like, dude. I felt on Spotify. There's a playlist uh, called Tony Hawk's Underground, and it has the entire soundtrack from the original. Yeah. For, first time I heard Johnny Cash was on Tony Hawk. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. I forget which one it was, but it was it was the one with Bam. 
Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was the first time I ever heard God. Johnny Cash. <laughs> Crazy. Bro, I... See, now I'm hyped. I hyped the new ones. I'm hyped to, like, the that one's coming out yeah. so you can, like, revamp. Man, I'm so hyped. Right. I'm like, now, like, that... See, we're getting news about... See, like, going on the line, we're getting news about video games and stuff like that. It's kind of bringing you back to the simpler time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's nostalgia, man. It it's is. like things were simple. You could just go, you know, like, I'd just get out of school, and I'd go upstairs, and I'd play Tony Hawk for 12 hours, and... My mom would yell at me to go to sleep, and I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, like, people, I mean, people understand. It's like, guys, I was so happy with certain video games and stuff, and just, i play it for hours. Friends would come over, we play them. They would need no, no oh, nothing, yeah. no drama, no issues, except for NFL Blitz, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I used to smack my dad in that, and I remember I smacked him 116 to 56. Jesus Christ! And this man made me stay up till eleven till midnight, and he played, kept playing me, trying to beat me. Kept playing me. He, I, I let him win the last time. <laughs> Fuck just it. so you could go to bed. Oh yeah. Now he's gonna make you play it again because he's gonna be pissed that you just said that. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> he hasn't played video games in years. I, I think I might buy them a PS Five though. I might nice. do it. Just to go. just to say like oh, here mom, here's a gift. This is actually mine though. But when I come over, <laughs> this is it. I still, bro, my other PlayStation still at their house. Like, I still fire it up. While PS3, because backwards compatible, I'll fire it up, play it real quick. I got it all hooked up. That's He's like, awesome. oh, the PlayStation. I was like, yes, I'm going to come take the classic one and put it a new one. That way, hey, I come over, stay a couple days. I'm good. I got it all in the living room. So, Always got to have a backup. Go ahead. Finish. So you were... <laughs> I told you it was going to turn into a tangent. I thought about it. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, you know, growing up in that kind of environment and always being, like, the, the alt- I don't, I hate the word alternative, but I was always the kind of the alternative right. kid, you know, I was the metal kid, punk kid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, tattoos just kind of follow suit, you know? I mean, right. I grew up drawing. Uh, my grandma's an artist, so she had me, I mean, literally drawing little airplanes and stuff before I could even <laughs> write my own name. Right. So, Drawing has always been something that I did. I mean, back in middle school, you know, I used to sit yep. there and tag all my binders and draw anarchy signs and all that stuff. And yep. um, in class, I spent more time drawing, I think, than I did actually. I was the same way. Yeah, paying attention <laughs> to anything. And so, you know, it was like, all right, turn 16. My older brother was getting tattooed a bunch at the time. He had his sleeves done. And I was, you know, obviously looked up to him and I was like, man, I really want to get a tattoo and right. told that, you know, to my mom and broke her heart instantly. It's uh, <laughs> like, oh God, like no. great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, you know, luckily my brother broke down a lot of the, the barriers with that. Cause you know, he had, he was um, pretty heavily tattooed already. So he's, I beat him now. I got yeah. way more than him now. <laughs> but um, so I, you know, I told my mom, I was like, I really want to get a tattoo. And mm. she was like, okay, there's only two rules. I'll take you, I'll sign off on it, but you have to go to the guy that your brother goes to and your grandma has to draw it. And I was like, done deal. So we set the appointment and I got it on my 16th birthday and thought I was the coolest shit ever. You yeah. know? Um, but being in that environment, yeah, as a 16 year old, you know, they were playing the music I listened to. They were, you know, all having a good time. They were all making art and everything was cool. And I was just like, Right. Dude, this is it. Like, I this is where I need to be. And so, from the time I was 16 to the time I was 18, I sat there and basically drew everything I could pertinent to tattooing. And it was like, 
that's all I wanted to do. And I actually got my first tattoo machine when I was 17 years old. Uh, my mom got it for my 17th birthday, as if the decision, you know, my, right. my 16th birthday request was already bad enough. And then my 17th, I'm like, Mom, can I get a tattoo machine? Right. And so, um, you know, I just I started tattooing on all my friends and everything. I don't know if you remember that, because that was I dropped out of Chatfield right around that time and uh, just immediately just dove into the world of tattooing. And I knew I needed an apprenticeship. Because I was like, I can't sit here and tattoo my mom's basement forever and right. do this on all of my friends. Sure, I could. I could. <laughs> I could still be doing that. I don't know how well it would go for me, but um, <laughs> I might have to find another job to you know supplement it. Right. But, um, so I I approached the guy who did my first tattoo, and I was like, I really want to be a tattoo artist. And he was like, Let me see your art. And I sent him basically my portfolio. I scanned it into my computer. I sent it to him, and. He called me back and he was like, "Hey man, I got I got to be honest with you. Your art's just not good enough. Um, you're not comfortable on on paper, and if you're not comfortable on paper, you could never be comfortable on skin." Sheesh. And yeah, I mean, he was he was brutally honest. He was just like, "Look, man, you're not cut out for this." Right. And which was you know devastating at the right. time. And he was but just, that kind of shit makes you work yeah, harder. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he, I remember, I was on the phone with him, and, and very clearly he was like, you know maybe if you went to art school for a few semesters and took a few classes and kind of learned how to, how to do things a little better, I'd reconsider it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we hung up the phone and that was that. And, uh, I, <laughs> I broke my mom's heart a lot, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> After this conversation, I told her, Hey mom, I want to drop out of high school so I can do tattoos. And, uh, the, uh, she was totally supportive of it. That's, that's the cool thing. My parents that's have awesome. always been totally supportive of this. Um, and her rule was, hey, if you're going to do this, if I'm going to sign off and let you drop out, you have to get your GED within one week. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't be you, you take, you know, a year to get it or anything like that. She's like, you got to get your GED within a week. Right. And you have to figure out a way to put yourself through the classes. Right. And so that was the deal. And I went and I, I took the GED, um, passed it immediately. Um, I actually paid attention in school. I just you know, didn't, it was I didn't care about it. Right. Yeah, I didn't care about it. I knew what was going on. Yep. I just didn't care about it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I passed that and then I went to art school and I started getting tattooed by the same guy again when I was 18. And, you know, he was like, you know, Hey, did you ever go to art school or anything? Like, did you ever do anything with that? And I was like, actually, mm-hmm. and I dropped my portfolio <laughs> in his lap and he's like, Holy shit, man. I, I never thought you would actually come back. Like I kind of thought I was just writing you off at that point. Right. And, uh, yeah. So he, he took a look at my art and he was like, I'll tell you what, as long as you stop tattooing out of your house, like right now you can show up next Monday and you can take out the trash. And That's awesome. that was my way in. And I've worked at a couple shops around town. I, I lived in Laguna beach for a while. Uh, I moved out there and I worked at a shop. How was that? Oh, dude, it was amazing. I mean, expensive as hell, but it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked right on PCH, right across oh, from the main, main beach. And so, <sighs> dude, I tattooed more than I've ever tattooed in my entire life. Granted, it was all smaller stuff. But, um, I mean, you want to talk about a diverse clientele. Laguna Beach is, a, is like a world destination. So Everybody. I, any, yeah. Any given day, I would tattoo a local. I would tattoo somebody from you know the Bay Area, and then I would tattoo somebody from Germany, and then I would tattoo. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, I, I got a world perspective where it was like, holy shit, you never know who's going to come in, and what conversations you're going to have. Right. And you know, obviously, I moved back to to Denver. I still 
got a special place for Laguna Beach in my heart. But, right. um, you know, in Denver now, I, I'm actually, I still work for the guy who did my apprenticeship. He owns the shop that I work out, and I actually manage one of his locations. So it's like a big full circle thing that's it's been really cool. And, I mean, it's weird, man. I mean, tattooing changed my life. I still wake up, and I'm like, I'm a tattoo artist. And right. I make a living doing tattoos. Right. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> you know? Well, that's that's... You you didn't see any other avenue for yourself. No, and that that's that's awesome. That's stories like that are what inspire other people to do what they like. There's probably going to be a kid that listens to this and wants to be a tattoo artist, and he's like, okay, yes, yeah. but mean, anything. I mean, do, just be prepared to be told no. Right. And don't be a bitch when you are told no. Right. Just do something with it. You know. Right. Yeah, just being told no in general is just like it's it does suck, but then at the same time, like, dog, know your worth, keep it pushing. Cause yeah, you can get fired from a place one week and then the next week you have ten, fifteen thousand dollars in jobs like sitting on your desk because yeah. you did you you decide to keep putting yourself out there because there's no just like I said about the network stuff, there's no limitation to what to what's going on. Cause yeah. the thing about art, think about tattoos, the thing about all of that media, everything, it never ends. No, it no. never fucking stops. No. It's it's a it's a never ending cycle, like a dark hole. Like <laughs> you think about how many videos are produced on a daily. There's people shooting music videos at the goddamn protests. Like <laughs> it's, it's just, seriously, yeah. yeah, just I saw it. Like I was like I was standing there as so I'm walking. The dude's just sitting there with his camera, just rig like this, and I'm just like. All right, man, young man, make your money. <laughs> like, Keep it going, man. I can't man. get mad yeah, at yeah, it. I can't with, hate. Yeah. Like, make your money, dog. Like, do your thing. I'm not going to do it, but... Somebody will. Just like, somebody, somebody will. Yeah, somebody will, man. It's like, hey, man, can you... Can you uh, like, uh, this kid, uh, Daniel Flores, phenomenal videographer and editor and stuff like that. He gets lazy. Yes, Dave, you heard the shit I said. You get fucking lazy. I don't care what anybody says. He gets lazy. And that and that's the thing that I feel like as an artist, if you God. want if you want your art to go anywhere, you cannot get lazy. Oh, you yeah, can't I get can't complacent. Get lazy, dog. Oh, you gotta man. put off shit every almost every day. But dude just got fucking lazy. And every time I'll try to put him on to shit or whatever else, you'd be like, Oh yeah, well he didn't work out or whatever else. I, why do you think I started like printing shirts at home? There was a reason. <laughs> because yeah. dude was getting lazy. Dude was just slowing down. I mean Shout out because now that's that's, that's another avenue. That's another avenue of money. I'm like, all right, bet. I already got six orders this week. Cool, bet. I'm gonna go do that shit. Make my little whatever, thousand dollars here, thousand dollars there, whatever. It's a little something, something. But if I start putting out there more, you know, more people gonna need it because that's another thing. Hey man, I need them. What's up? See, (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't stop. That's what I'm saying. Little. It does not stop. Yeah. Right. It's one of those like it trinkles off. Like you're never off. You're never off of work. No artist. Like you can't. It has to consume you. And if you have a minute away from it, then I don't think you're in it for the right. I'm gonna have a vacation. Yeah. No, you're not. You're gonna go. You know what you're gonna do on vacation? You're gonna go and you're gonna fight. Yeah. You're gonna network. You're gonna take pictures. You're gonna find shops that are like yours. I find tattoo shops everywhere I go, and I walk in and I start shaking heads and handing business cards out. Right. And my girlfriend gets pissed every time. She's like, "We're on fucking vacation." I'm like, "Sorry." It doesn't work that way. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Every time I leave the house, I eat, sleep, and shit this. Yeah. I have my, like, my laptop, I have it with me. Yeah. Nine times out of ten is somewhere. It's like, oh, where's your laptop at? Shit, hold on. 
It's right there. <laughs> that's, I, how, that's how yeah. I am with the iPad. Yeah, it's yeah, like man. it's always with me in a bag, a sack, a backpack. It's with me. I carry a whole stack of uh, business cards in my gym bag. She? That's, yeah. You have it? Yep. Oh, damn, man, where did you just have to... Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's what I do for a living. I can't tell you how many times I said the same fucking thing. <laughs> I'll be in the middle of like working out, and somebody's like, "Where'd you get your tattoos around here?" And I'm like, eh. "Yeah, hold on, man. Let me run to my locker." <laughs> yeah, I'll get hold you. Hard, yeah, <laughs> you always keep it on you, and it's like, you know, even with I mean, bro, it, the list goes. There's so much money. Just like even with shoes, same thing. I go to every time I go to a town, I'll go to a sneaker shop, and then. That's kind of where it starts. And then, mm-hmm. oh, what do you do? Then I'll talk about photography, video, then photo, then design. Oh, that's what you do. You do all this. Oh, yeah, I did it for this person, this person, this person. Look at their shit. Oh, wow, you do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you are, are you available? I mean, yeah. Uh, what's up? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, that's how it is, man. That's, how, not, I moved out. A, yeah, that's how I moved to California. Yeah, it I just walked it, into a place. Yeah, it fucking happens. Like, you're like, oh, keep up. Like, shit, yeah. yeah. I'll be yeah. bad. Let's do it. Like, what's the... You can't, you can't like... Like I say, you can't stop. And the more you put this stuff out there, the more you like push, network, work, do whatever you got to do, you're going to have more jobs and more money coming in. Oh, yeah. right. That's all it is. And what's the end goal? The end goal is to where, I mean, I don't know about y'all. For me, simple things. Just want a crib, the car I want, shit. And a gold toilet. That's all I want. Yeah, and a gold <laughs> toilet, yeah. It's simple things, man. Everyday, everyday items, you know. <laughs> Yo, it's like if I ever buy a gold toilet, like an actual gold toilet, it'd be like, what's the story behind that? Man, look. I just want a gold toilet one day and I just bought it. I didn't I know it was way too expensive. I know I'm just like fucking like Yeah, this a, is an average house. It's, it's a, like it's a three hundred house yeah. with a massive gold toilet. Like, do you use it? No, I sit it's on gold it toilet. What the fuck? Why would I know? I mean, yeah, I sit on it just so you know. Just in that thing? Are you kidding me? It's a gold toilet. <laughs> shit in this one over here. This one in this room is just the throne. It yeah. just sits there. It's, it's worth like, more than the house. That I have it. Yeah. You see that Homer bucket over there? Yeah, that over there I use. This is just. This is for me. This is my section of the house to where I just just imagine a gold toilet in. Like a separate part of the house, just like a secret. In its room. own wing. In its own wing. And you just go in there and you just you take a deep breath and all you just, the walls plastered <laughs> with like pages of comic books, like classic comic books, just that's all the, over. That's the mama I made it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then just like a nice, like nice flooring, like just looks nice in there, just by itself is like damn. And have like a desk that pulls out from the side. That would be it. That would be my office. Yeah, man. Like, I'm going to go to my office. Like, I literally have an office with a gold toilet. That's me. But I would never let anybody in there. Take oh, a picture no. of it, but it's like, yeah. that yeah, one no, picture. You can look at it, but I'm not going to show you. Where's this at in the house? Like, you don't need to know. Exactly. It'd be yeah. like in the back of a closet. You, like, hit the door and it goes through there. Like, yeah. Like, all right, guys, I need you to build this wig. Yep. But how you have a separate window for it, everything. <laughs> I black out the window where it's like one way. <laughs> I got Build it all this figured window, out. but black it out. Yeah. I got it all figured out. It's like, <laughs> this is what I want. And I won't tell a soul about it. It'd be my room. And if I ever sell the house, hey, guys, I got a special room for you. Yeah, come here. Check this out. Are you this an artist? You need to see <laughs> this something. Is it. Yeah, hold on. This and is then your... If it's an artist, they'll just open the door and be like, yeah, I fucking get it. I, I get it. <laughs> I, get I understand. It. I get like, yeah. like, damn, you actually built the room, the secret room. You did like, it. Everybody thinks about it. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I actually did it. Like, I figured it out. Figured out a way, a plan. I knocked it out. All right, guys, I need to stop talking about my gold toilet paper. What yeah. the fucks take it? <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Speaking of gold toilet, 
and let we're we're almost at, at our mark. Let's let's end this. I feel like in our recent episodes we haven't ended on a very positive note because we've been in very like heavy times. So what what positive notes do you have for us today? PlayStation Five. What do you mean? Okay, I didn't know I was going to be met with that kind of attitude, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Like, I mean, that I'm, I'm sorry, I'm like I'm ha- I'm feeling I'm feeling cocky and energized. It's all good. Think about his gold toilet, man. Yeah, it's like I'm hyped about that. What it's charged happens. up. I'm charged He's up. Throwing yeah. business cards at us. We like, sh- <laughs> make business cards tonight. Ship ship. God damn it. Like yo, what's up? You need this? Take it. Got you. It's my gold toilet fund. Hire me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, PlayStation Five. Um, they did drop the actual, the model, the the whole nine. They dropped everything. The DualSense controller, that at that actually looked great. Comes in cocaine white with black accents. Cocaine great. white is that the the formal? Okay, yes, sir. Cocaine yeah. white, black accents. Uh, USB C okay. connectivity. Uh, overall looks fucking tight. Resident Evil's dropping. That's dropping. Uh, what is it? They are giving you Grand Theft Auto Five for free, which as they should. Exactly what I should, and they're they're giving, it's coming with that, and it's going to be extended for the PS Five, which I don't know why they're doing that. Just come out with six, goddamn it! Just drop it already. It's been how many years? A lot. It's six, least five, seven. yeah, five yeah at least like five or six years. Like that yeah. game's been running long. I played that on the PS Three. That's oh damn! That's what. Oh my god! So, really? Yeah, it's older than that. Then. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh my god! Sheesh! Well, they need to fix that. They need to <laughs> do something about it. But regardless, that's dropping. Ratchet and Clank looked fucking amazing. Which that was always my favorite PlayStation game. It it's it's like the way they're like pushing in and out of dimensions and jumping out of stuff. It's like a, it's like a, it's like going on shrooms and just going down like a wormhole. I don't do shrooms. It's just what I've described. You know, people. Well, we might have to. Might have to. We're gonna play Ratchet and Clank Clank on shrooms. (laughs) There you go, guys. Ratchet and Clank on shrooms and just live stream and be like, yo. (laughs) But that Resident Evil. uh, There was a couple Capcom games. Two K with more sweat. With more way more sweat. Yeah, don't we ain't gonna stop with the sweat, baby. We gotta keep going. Add more sweat. Very sweaty. It's gonna come packaged with like (laughs) sweat. Sweat. (laughs) You know how like plastic sticks (laughs) feels up. What is it in uh, the big one that they opened up with was Spider-Man. I didn't even call it Spider-Man 2. They just call it Spider-Man Miles Morales. Shout which, out. I mean, in, in times of what's going on right now, it's kind of crazy that, oh, we're going to drop a game featuring the black Hispanic Spider-Man. And that's it. I mean, all right, damn, bet. Cool. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm with it. I think Here's Marvel t- needs to release a Blade game. Okay, now you're talking nonsense. That is not nonsense. How <laughs> that, is that nonsense? If they did a slash and grab blade game, you know how much fun that would be. That would be amazing. Now my only question is, are they going to release Tony Hawk for the PS uh, PS Five? Even though they're already doing it on the PS Four. I would imagine that they're doing that right now. It's going to have way more sweat. <laughs> what more sweat? Yeah. More it sweat on Tony Hawk. Yeah, it wasn't sweaty enough the first go around. <laughs> so then, yeah. I want my grip tape to look more grippy, yeah. and I want more sweat. Yeah. That's two things. I want. It's like and all right, got to well, get in the re, you know the realistic where every skater has like the blowout in the crotch. Yep, the, yeah. the pants need, are ripped, and I need the blowout in the crotch. I need more sweat. I need hair. The hair that's you know where the pants are. I want the oh, hair yeah. to stick out. Yep, <laughs> every little follicle of hair. I want to see it. 
and if he pulls a hair out, just make that an option. You can pull hair out of the knee. That that would be perfect. <laughs> I want it all to be very, very realistic. That two K has really set high standards for all of this. They, they really added sweat. You know? yeah. they, now it's like every, that's why NBA Live just they were like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> we anymore. can't add any more sweat. <laughs> yeah. We've we've run out. Really, <laughs> we've literally like we need to that. hire so many more people <laughs> to add sweat. Like, okay, how many more people can we add? Like, all right, you are the sweat division. I need every one of you. Hey, you, you work can, on it that could be in, it could all tie into the network. See, there right? it goes. You can network it. I got a sweat guy. Hold Who on. Who can build sweat? <laughs> it's CGI. Who can build sweat? I need it. We need you now. I need you to scan. Put this man in a green suit. Scan him. And make him sweat. Get him in a hot room, and I want you to scan every little piece of sweat that drips off his body. And then collect it, and then we're going to do tests. So, oh my God. That that would actually be funny. They they probably do have a sweat guy. They probably have a sweat. We're, we're laughing about this. Like, it's some hypothetical, there's a guy, but there's probably some his dude. His job is to sweat and, like, gather information. Like, how do you sweat? I sweat from here. Here, a little bit over Dude, here. He, yeah, he We're going to bring you toilet. in for a series of tests. Yeah, sweat tests. He bought his gold <laughs> toilet because of sweat. Yep. Yeah. See, there's somebody there out there with gold yeah. toilet because of sweat. <laughs> Not tears, just sweat. Every time I think of video game programmers, I think of Grandma's Boy. Oh, oh that's God. a great movie. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Oh, that's all I can think of. If you guys have not seen that, you need to watch that immediately. Just somebody that's like, zip, zip. <laughs> and he, how did he see me? <laughs> it's like and these... he's the one that designs sweat. He's a sweat guy. You know what though? Like when I was watching the, video, the whole like interview with the developers and stuff, like they did a little big plan, whatever else. Everybody just seemed like they're from overseas. Like it just seemed like everybody had like a deep accent. I'm like, damn, is that dead ass? Everybody has an accent. Every everybody. <laughs> Except at the end where they were like, you could enjoy this. But I still also heard a lot of accents. I'm like, hmm, who did this in America? Did anybody help? <laughs> in Saudi America, anyone? America, like, we just put our name on it. Yeah. <laughs> we outsourced the flag on and there We're outsourcing. Yeah. Everybody got hired from overseas. Yeah. We are outsourcing because you programmers are here too busy protesting. That's what happened. <laughs> Everybody's protesting. We can't help y'all out, so... We need we need, we need more developers. Guys, yeah. We need developers that are that are that are racially neutral and are okay with life right now. As much as I joke about that, it's like, yep, all right, cool, yeah. we're on it, boss. Yeah, Fly out real quick. It's like, all right, you're hired, you're hired, you're hired. You, Gustavo, you're hired too. Come on, let's go. Like, oh man, but uh, <laughs> oh man. See, like I said, guys, we had it's been a it's been a better better this week we've been able i feel like we've been able to breathe yeah just a little bit like as a as a whole like as a culture i just feel like everybody's like things are actually getting done and so we can we can take a little we could take a minute to like chill and like kind of collect ourselves but it doesn't stop here that's where that's where we're gonna see the true colors right is is who actually keeps that? Because there's been a lot of, uh, I mean, obviously, dude. Anywhere you look, there's somebody either protesting, posting memes, posting memes against stuff. I mean, it's it's literally it's engaged. Almost, I mean, like 99 percent of people are actively engaged in this. Right. And one of the things that I'm really wondering, and it's going to be interesting to see, is how many of those people actually stick around. Right. Because it's one thing to be an activist in the heat of the moment, right? Right. When it's trendy. When it's trendy. 
when it's going on, when we have something to be outraged about. But the thing is, is people don't see that there's always something to be outraged about. Like, right. And I don't mean like, yeah, just, you know, bitch and moan about everything the whole time. That's not right. outrage. Outrage is like, no, this thing is, the, or these things are happening on a constant basis. Right. And there's, what can you do and how, what are you going to do to stop it from getting to the point that we've seen it again? Right. Which, yeah. that's that's going to be the weird thing to see. It is. And it's, it's, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm I'm anxious to see to see the changes that cuz we're we're on how many days of protesting now Sheesh. in Denver man look. and like that's that's a strategy is like how we start defunding the police is having these protesters out there persistence man Persist- every day <clears throat> right every day the the more people talk about it don't you know cuz i mean it's we see it with almost every situation that we've seen in the past, I mean, four or five years where it's like, there's the media cycle mm-hmm. as it's called. I hate buzzwords, but it's true. There's, right. there's a media cycle where it's like, this is the thing for all of us to talk about. And then it no longer becomes topical because there's a new thing to talk about. And it's right. like, no, I mean, if you look at any movements in the past, any civil rights movements, anything that required <clears throat> major legislation, let that's a mouthful. Not even try to say that <laughs> anything that required major overhaul, right? right? persistence right yeah like some of these movements took years some of them right. took i mean protests that lasted months at a time and i told it's like, you right end of the month that's what's over at the end of the month there's there's been a protest every day but i mean today uh you did you hear about what happened with the girl from uh downtown Mm-mm. so well remember i told you about yeah so there was a shooting oh, downtown yeah. denver but <sighs> Rest in peace to Bella. Um, Darian, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're uh, healing up well. He actually lost his girlfriend. So, yeah. And the stupid reason was it was over a dog. It's over a dog. The neighbor yelled about the dog and then shot. What? Yes. Ballpark neighborhood. Oh, my God. Of man. all things, it happened yesterday in broad daylight, 11 o'clock. That's And wild. she just turned 21 a couple days ago. And it's just like, dog, like, they, there's. See, now here's the thing. They haven't put a picture of the guy, whatever else. They split his name. Now, can that be looked at as a hate crime? Some people might look at it as a hate crime. We don't know. Right. Like, with, with with the climate. With stuff that's going on right now. like now. Bro, like, you you majorly, majorly fucked up. Like, yeah. it's it's not even like a, you shot somebody for a right, dog? That's it? Using the restroom. A dog and using the restroom. Of all things. Are you serious? Yes. They put the article out and said the dog was using the restroom, and he yelled about the dog and started firing. That was, yeah. Oh, my God. Of all things. So this is also going also back to what you were saying. Concealed carry. We're gonna be, I'm going to be posting about the concealed carry classes on the page as they come up. One of my friends, he actually owns a, uh, he has, has a black coat security company. He's been putting out like classes to have people come. Everybody can come, but he's just trying to get it out there. Like, Yo, go, yeah, go, yeah. go. The class you oppose it, like, go, go, go. You need to go get your concealed carry, stay protected, stay strapped, which we have said stay strapped the last, like, four episodes. Yes. And <laughs> with, with the way things are right now. It's just now, fucking it's like, wild. Yeah. People right now do not give a flying fuck if they go to jail or whatever. So they're just like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to shoot. No. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you first. <laughs> then we'll, then we'll, you know what? 
I'm not going to kill you. I'll just shoot look. Kneecaps or something. Kneecap or something hurt. else yeah. where you go down. <laughs> and then I'll shoot your head. Then you can't move at that point. You're just going to Monty Python him? Let's <laughs> go down the list. Toot, toot, toot. It's merely a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, dog. Like, But, yeah, for real, like, if... It's fuck, it's, it was fucking sad. Like, I'm sitting there just like... I was more so in shock just hearing, like, what happened. Mm-hmm. First, it was like it happened... Because I know, I know Damien, like, it's a really big photographer for being a good person. And he's like part owner of the business. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Everything's like connected. Yeah. Now it's connected. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Damien. Yeah. So that happened. And then it was like, okay, what the fuck? Like, it was just like, okay, this is hard to believe. And you're looking, it's like, no, 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 it's not the same person. And then you realize, yes, that is the same person. Then it goes to what exactly happened. And it said it was an argument. Okay. He's not an argument of a person. Mm-hmm. He's really nice, real cool. Lay back, real positive. Then it goes to the the neighbors yelling about the dog. What the fuck happened? That's I mean that, that's a serious right. yeah that's like where, serious where, escalation. Where man. the switch hit? Where dude felt like he needed to go get a gun. To... And my mom even said something. She's like, and that's not even a car from my crib. You know it's not far. It's like down the block, right around the corner. Goddamn! Like if anything, shit, I would have thought it would have happened in my apartment. Anything. I mean, we had a guy that was opening fire in my apartments on the ninth floor. And they got him. Like, they said, oh, you can't walk out there. I said, why? He's like, oh, he's shooting. It was, a, it was a, he was army. Yeah, black dude, he was army. He had a, he was just, he went psycho and just started just popping off bullets oh, out of his apartment. And I'm like, bro, there, there's people that are really either need somebody to talk to or whatever, or right now at this point in time are losing their shit because of mm-hmm. what's going on. And this, in my opinion, was probably, in my opinion, a hate crime because I'm like, bro, what what happened? Yeah, it, it's like there's no there's no. I don't. There's nothing. Yeah, there's just nothing. Like there's no foreseeable. Like how could that possibly escalate? A dog. You shot a girl that yeah. just turned twenty one. It's like one of the positive, most positive people ever. And then you shot another guy that's again promotes positively on the daily. Yeah, through his business. And literally, his whole lifestyle is literally. Yeah, it be a good person. Yeah, like, like there's what, <laughs> there's no there's no other simpler way to say that. And this is like. Jeez, like, I mean, and, yeah, like, and that, that, like, it's unfortunate that we have. Well, I mean, I wholeheartedly like believe in our, our, uh, Second Amendment rights, but to bear arms, but it, it's unfortunate that, that being a good person doesn't shelter you from no evil people. No, you know what I mean? And it, that's, that's why I'm going to get my concealed permit for those reasons, especially in the climate that we're in now. It's like yeah. you got to protect yourself at at all costs. It's, and it's people are just acting wild right now. Yeah. I mean, it's sad that that's even like a discussion right now. Right. I mean, because I'm, I'm the same way. Like, obviously, you know, Second Amendment, that's all right, man. And if you're going to do it, do it responsibly and learn how to do it, which do that by taking a class. Right. And don't just be an idiot, you know, carrying a gun. Right. There's ways to do it properly. Well, so don't, I mean, do don't you, Plaxico Burris yourself. I mean, <laughs> if you have one, I mean, if you leave the house at a certain time, you got to keep it on you. I'm yeah. sorry. No, Either it's, way. It's true. Yeah. Either way, like, regardless, yeah. like, even if you get got one, like, look, if you have it. I mean, it's, yeah. You leave the house late, you think it's about to be a sketchy night, yo, keep it on you. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, it's just. I mean, damn, it can happen any time of the day, whatever. Like, literally, like, 
that because that happened like early, I think it happened yesterday, early in the morning. I was just like, no, what? Yeah. Like, like right there. Like, <laughs> right. no, I can see it from my crib. Like, damn, like right there. It's like, it, it's just like I said, people, we're trying to, we're, we're on a path of happiness and, and prosperity. We're getting there. But yes, COVID's still here. Yes, they're still protesting. Or is it? Mm. <laughs> we were having this discussion earlier. Too. We had a whole podcast before the podcast, actually. In 10 minutes. But yeah. it's, yeah, you know what? It might, it might not be here, but they keep saying the cases are rising, and then they're talking about shutting shit down again. So see? Everything's fine. It's because everybody's, they're trying to keep the black and brown man down. They don't want. They no, don't they, want us to protest. No, they don't want us to vote. <laughs> you see the voting polls is like go. If you go to like, like you said, like if it was, it was like the Highlands Ranch neighborhood. Like if you go down there, just don't buy at the voting polls because it was open. You go in the inner city or whatever else where everybody's at, it's just packed to the brim. Nobody's gonna wait in line three, four hours. Oh, yeah. And as y'all sitting there, you sweat, piss, last, all that stuff's everywhere, smelling it. And, this that farting in people's face and shit. That's that's what you're getting going to these polls. So goddamn close. <laughs> I can't trust you nowhere near y'all. I'm dropping my ballot off. Just like go here. I'll you go. mail yeah. mine in. Yeah. AK <laughs> Trump's over like you can't mail it in, bitch. Been mailing my shit in for years. It's easy. It's just yeah, look, look at Colorado, man. We've been doing that. Yeah, I've been doing that. Like I just like, I, I wake up. Know. Yeah. yeah. Like, that shows my own ignorance because when it started becoming an issue, I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? We've been doing right. this forever. And it's like, oh, wait, no, that's just the Colorado thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, just wake up, just yeah. drop my shit off. Like, oh, did you vote? <laughs> nah, I dropped it off last week. Did you? <laughs> oh, bro, I got to go to the polls. Don't get me wrong. I went to the poll one time just because I was like, yo, I got to go. Like, yeah, first time I was like, I got to go to the poll. Yeah. And I'm like, that wasn't really that exciting. Yeah, it's like, that was actually kind of annoying. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I had to sit there. And I was like, oh, is this your first time? Yes. It is never doing this again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just mail my in from now on. I got the little sticker. Yeah, you get the same I'm, sticker now. Though. Yeah, yeah they it's send not it even to different. You. It's just like they'll send it to you now. It's like yeah. damn, like I can't get like a a holographic twenty like twenty twenty <laughs> yeah, or twenty nineteen yeah. something, like ho- something like cool. Like yo, make 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 uh voting stickers better. Hashtag. <laughs> you guys do hashtag. hashtag make voting stickers better. Again, make voting stickers better again. You can put on a hat. There you yep. go. There it uh, goes. And like, we can yeah. print them. <laughs> because we have Networking. stuff to do it. There we go. <laughs> oh, man. See, look at that. It all goes around full circle. Full circle. <laughs> How long we been on this? Oh, my God. All right, we got to get off. <laughs> Sorry. So, that being said, um, go ahead, Brad, if you have anything to plug. I um, mean, obviously, we talked about my Instagram. That's where, you know. My whole, if that's what you're asking about, like, yep. let me just go ahead and do some shameless self-promotion. Go for uh, it. Take, that's what we're here for. Um, obviously, yeah, my Instagram, at In Guts We Trust. Um, I mean, that's where most of my stuff is. BradleyXAnderson.com is my website. Uh, Bradley doesn't have an E in it. My mom felt like making me special. <laughs> and every paperwork I've ever done is difficult. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... That's, I guess, the most plugging I can do for myself. Um, on a kind of final note, I think it's worth being said that kind of what we were talking about earlier, how a lot of these issues, they seem so, they, they seem like foreign issues, even though it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously Denver's right down the street, you know, that right. there's a big protest going on. A lot of us have been in it or been near it or whatever. But the issue of 
I guess the racial issues that we face seem foreign because we don't really experience them as much. And a lot of people, like what I said earlier, um, you don't have to go to the nearest inner city. You don't have to go to a black neighborhood. You don't have to go to a Mexican neighborhood. You don't have to go and put yourself in the cliche situations. Mm -hmm. You, you just look at what, what you grew up with and where you grew up and the people you grew up with. And you'll see so much more than you've ever realized that you could ever see. It's right there. It's right in front of you. Like we just discussed you and I, I could see my parents' house. It's a minute away. Right. We had totally different experiences. Right. You don't need to, to go far to find it. And right. more people should actually take the time to find it. Right. And and off off that, I think f- some final words is is just like be be open to having discussions with people and learning their experiences so you can say, Okay, maybe we don't have the same experiences, but I can empathize with you and I can and now I like like you 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 made a a Facebook post uh last week I think it was and it like it almost brought me to tears because I was like this is what people need to do especially if you're not a person of color mm-hmm. Brad reached out and he said I he said I'm I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase, but he said, I, I know a lot of, a lot of people of color, da, 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 I want you guys to tell me what you need from me. And I like, that was perfect timing, everything and everybody. And I saw a lot of people after that follow suit. Mm-hmm. And I think more people need to, need to acknowledge that and say, okay, how can I help? this group or this person or instead of saying instead of trying to ignore the problem hoping it goes away immerse yourself in it in a helping way right and i commend you for that and that's and just the person that you are is why i wanted wanted to have you on the on the podcast so thank you for uh taking time out of your evening and coming in Absolutely, man. Chatting Anytime. it out with us and bullshitting with yeah. us. And See, it just goes to show that these these conversations that everybody talks about, you know, they, they preface them by saying, have difficult conversations. Right. I think we had really productive conversations today regarding our upbringings and our different experiences. They don't have to be hard, you know, just Nothing's really emotional. Hard. Just they don't talk. have to be. Shit. Yeah, you just got to talk. <laughs> bullshit, man. Like, right. take the time to bullshit and just listen to people. Like, right. your perspective isn't the only way. Right, you know, and if, I, if whether it's re, whether it's small, big, whatever else, everybody has a path to what they're doing. Everybody, and, that's, and it works. But the point is, guys, don't say nothing stupid to get your ass beat. <laughs> just talk, just talk to people with respect. Have a coffee, have a drink, smoke some weed, do whatever y'all got to do, and just chill. Just that's chill, it, man. That's it. Everybody love everybody. Yeah. Hey, I lost my dog. It's like you start going down that path. Like, what are you about to say? Like, <laughs> so you're shaking the background. All lives matter. Yeah, yeah you hear it. Like, oh fuck. What did we just talk about? Yeah. Like, oh. So on that note, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we actually have a couple episodes for you guys this week. Um, another special guest, but. Uh, you guys stay tuned. Uh, again, follow Brad at In Guts We Trust on Instagram. Um, do you want to plug the shop? 
Yeah, uh, so I work at Praying Mantis Tattoo 2, uh, our Kipling location. I manage that location. Uh, it's If you're local to Denver, it's on 8th and Kipling in Lakewood. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I spend my days. We got a bunch of artists, and uh, we're also on Instagram as well as just at Praying Mantis Kipling. Gotcha. Cool. Um, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Um, stay tuned to the social media page that Mo keeps updated minutely. <laughs> that was just for the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is kind of like it's every other hour or something like that. Okay, there you go. So, uh, yeah, we love you guys. Stay safe. Stay strapped. Stay strapped. And, uh, yeah. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Yep. Peace. Peace.